1: I'm Courtney. I'm Allison. And we're Courtney and Allison, and this is the Double X-Files of Podcast that is sometimes about the X-Files. Today, Allison, mm. this is about, well, this is about this. This? Uh-huh. It's about this? Yep. You know, this is where I'm pointing. This. Oh, it's about this? Uh-huh. Okay. So, uh... You like what you see? I do, I do, I do. <laughs> I'm, I'm giving wiggly eyes now. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Huh? But it's not also, it, it, it's what I'm pointing out, Allison, but it's also about the episode This.
0: Oh, the episode This. This episode? Yeah, this episode? This episode? Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to read the description for this. <laughs> <laughs> to stop this insanity. <laughs> Season 11, episode 2, This this? An old friend reaches out to Mulder and Scully in a seemingly impossible way, revealing a chilling secret. First of all,
1: Allison, do you think any other podcast that talks about the X-Files did a
0: goof about this? This? You think? I absolutely think every single one of them. Damn it. Um, But here's how I think, personally, this got its name. Yeah, because I was, that was my second question. So this is what I think happened. This? Um, This, I think that, uh, I think that when they got back got the whole gang back together to do season eleven. Yeah. They were like, You know what? It's been a long time. What is the show? like Uh (laughs) and that's a conversation that we have a lot in the entertainment industry especially when we're working in development we say what is the show Uh we say to each other i think that they had that conversation and chris carter said well what is the show and glenn morgan said what is the show and they all just kind of looked at each other and then they said well you know we're all gonna kind of go away and we're gonna write what we think the show is yeah and so chris carter comes back with my struggle three and four and four uh and he says hey guys This is the show. This is what the show is, right? This is the show that I conceived of. Uh, And I think Glenn Morgan says, that's not the fucking show, Chris. That's not the show. Have you watched the show? Do you know anything about the show? Because that's not the show. And Chris says, well, okay, fucko. What's the show then? And Glenn Morgan goes away and he writes this This. episode. And he slams it down on Chris's desk and he says, hey, you want to know what the show is? This. (laughs) This. I'm on Team
1: Glenn Morgan, you guys. Oh, absolutely. And that's odd because now we're sidled, um, and we'll talk about this later, but we're sidled on team
0: Mulder and Scully Shipping. Well, no, I'm I don't I'm not team Mulder and Scully Shipping. No, I know, we're not. Oh, but we're on the same team. But as it's them. like
1: allies.
0: Yeah, I mean the enemy of your enemy is your friend, right?
1: Right. I think that's where we are. The gays. And also Glenn Morgan and also Mulder and Scully shippers. Yeah, now together. I'm sure that
0: there are gay Mulder and Scully shippers. Oh, for sure. Yeah,
1: but you know, all together come together. All
0: together is one for against this. against
1: Chris Chris
0: Carter. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Our mu- mutual enemy. Mm, interesting. <laughs> so let's talk about this. <laughs> it doesn't get old. No, it doesn't.
1: Allison, uh-huh. we start with the fucking Ramones. Yeah, we sure do. It's pretty good. It is pretty good. One of the one of the things that I remember from season 10 was the Garbage Man episode. Yes. Couldn't tell you what the episode was called. Home Again. Home Again? Mm. I had a Garbage Man in it. It sure did. But the use of songs during action sequence, uh, I really liked. And this one was the good use of a song with an action sequence and... What ends up happening is Mulder and Scully are in Mulder's house.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But later on, is it kind of hinted at it's both of those Yeah. Houses? It is. Interesting. Interesting. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Hmm.
0: Is that like a treat Glenn Morgan gave? I think it is like a little present that he just dropped off at the, the shipper's door instead of the flaming peg of dog <laughs> shit that Chris Carter left there. I I feel like this is an apology
1: for what for that yeah I think you're (laughs) right (laughs) hey sorry about that here's this here's this you like it I know you do (laughs) so Mulder and Scully are in their home Uh uh-huh and so do they get have a bed I guess well (laughs) no but they just sleep on the couch maybe like Mulder's that's Mulder's whole style You hear the Ramones, Palisade Park, and uh, you got some assassins. Yeah, you sure do.
0: Coming in and they do some They're firing. big fancy car. Uh-huh. And there's three of them and one of them's got real weird curly gray hair. Yeah, uh, the Ghost of Iggy
1: Pop. Yeah, it is the Ghost of Iggy Pop. He had a real specific look. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, it's the Ghost of Christmas past... Front, like what Jacob Marley yeah if Jacob Marley and Iggy Pop had a ghost son <laughs> that's this guy that's <laughs> this guy he's aged terribly <laughs> well he is half ghost yeah that's true and it's to the Ramones and it's super dope I think Glenn Morgan saw Baby Driver he absolutely did and was just really into Edgar Wright's Steve yeah he's like oh let's baby drive this shit <laughs> let's put a little baby in this car and just let him go <laughs> with guns <laughs> It was really tight editing and the music had impact and I was into it. You know, as
0: opposed to that, good use of cars.
1: Yeah, good use of cars. Yeah, I'm gonna talk about a couple other cars. Good use of these cars. Mm-hmm. Very good. Let's see. And just
0: before these assassins show up, yeah, there's a special message that from, Mulder gets from whom? Via Snapchat. <laughs> yes uh and it's our old friend garth garth Gerblin, and he's in the phone and he's like am i dead
1: <laughs> now uh space cadets in case you don't know our mythos mm-hmm. we're talking about the lone gunman yeah now there's of course fro wait wait who's the pretty one the pretty one is buyers buyers he's a hunk he's a hunk he's the pretty Gerblin. uh-huh uh we have garth Gerblin, uh-huh who is the guy who looks like garth <laughs> yeah from wayne's world and then our least favorite Gerblin. Uh RL Stein Gerbling <laughs> who is frankly frequently seen in fur vests. Yes, and who loves
0: to say gross things to Dana Skelly. And is voted most likely to cause sexual harassment charges. Yup. <laughs> uh can I say one of my favorite things about this little scene is when Mulder and Skelly are looking at the phone and uh Garth or Langley, as he's known to most fans, is on the phone and they cut to a photo a framed photo yes. in the house and it's a promotional photo of the lone gunman that you've probably seen all over the internet, but where like Langley is super close to the camera and he's like adjusting his glasses.
1: Does that mean the Gerblins at one point paid a photographer two hundred and fifty dollars to go into a studio and take pics? I don't know how else they would have gotten there. IRL like... <laughs>
0: It's their Christmas card. Yeah, it's absolutely their Chris that they send from their little, their little shipping container <laughs> out into the world. Now, Allison, I
1: believe in a season that we have not watched yet, and they allude to this, the Gerblins died horribly. Yeah, I do believe that's the case. Which I cannot wait personally to see. They got some kind of virus. Which is okay. Fine by me. Except for the beautiful one. I miss him.
0: Oh, yeah. He's such a sweet boy. Mm. Anyways. So Snapchat. Mulder and Scully know exactly how to deal with these assassins. And they're like, you came to the wrong house, motherfuckers. And there's this Scully slide under a table. It's so good. Ooh. Like, this is what I want to
1: see. This, this. This. Is what I want to see.
0: Like, I don't want to see that. Scully in a hospital bed being told she's Got her brain on fire. I want to see this. I want to see her slide under a table, prop it up as a, like, guard, and then start shooting motherfuckers. To
1: the Ramones, and the cutting and editing was really, so really good. It's
0: so good. Like, this was modern. This felt like yeah, modern X-Files to me. It did.
1: Yeah. They shoot all the men. They the shoot boys. the men. One gets away. One gets away. The ghost of Iggy Pop, Pop and Jacob Marley. Yeah. So, Scully is calling... Is she calling Skinner? She's calling the FBI. Oh, to see what the fuck is going well, on. Well, yeah,
0: and she, like, gives her badge number, and she gives all the information. Yeah. Meanwhile, Mulder's just fucking moving evidence around. Yeah, he's taking his phone, and he's trying to hide it. I love when he put it in the little oven mitt. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's so cozy in there. <laughs> just so warm and cozy just... for Garth. He's just... <laughs> it's what he would have wanted. Just like, it's just like his little sleeping sack. <laughs> I'll take a little nap in there. But he's, like, t- he's taking guns and shit. Oh, like yeah. He is cleaning up that crime scene. That's bizarre. And Scully's like, you can't do that. It's evidence. And he's like, I'll do whatever the fuck I want. And I'm, like, into it. Because you know what comes up next? What? Two scary jeeps. Two
1: scary jeeps. Now, in the scary jeeps, mm-hmm. there is a sarcastic man with a odd Russian accent. Yes. Is this new Krychek? Oh, my God. It is new Krychek. <laughs> now, how do we feel about his looks? <laughs> a little bit of a baby face. Yeah,
0: he's got a baby face. He's got a real interesting look, I think. Yeah. Uh.
1: So he's not as hot as Daddy Krychek. Oh, not at all. But I mean, we'll take him. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. We'll take him as the as the sassy Russian that we need in our life any day of the week. Gosh. And uh, new Krychek wants the
0: phone. He wants the phone. Yeah. He's being very. S- He's being very sassy. And um, Scully's trying to say, hey, we're FBI and you can't do this. And then he's like, yeah, well, we are also a big deal, so suck it. And he sounds like Yakov Smirnoff. He sure does. (laughs) I don't know if that's
1: the look they were going for. (laughs)
0: They nailed it. They nailed it. Uh, they put the phone in the oven, and then there's another shoot Yeah, he finds the phone, um, and he handcuffs Mulder and Scully. Yes. Mulder and Scully are like, oh, shit. And they escape. They run away. Yeah. And then the guys are all hunting them, trying to find them. Yes. And that's when they run into... Daddy! Damn, Daddy, you looking good. Good hat, Daddy. FBI, like this. Skinner in the woods. With a hat. Just climb into a little sleeping bag with him. Get into the oven. Just a little
1: snuggle. I like this good hat, the FBI hat. I, I'm thinking,
0: so he was contacted and then he's like, oh shit, something's going down. Yeah, so he heard, I guess, from Skelly calling the FBI, he got a line that there was something happening. And he went to the rescue. Should he, like, if this is undercover, why did he choose the FBI hat? <laughs> Just so everyone knows that he's from the FBI. Because <laughs> there's new viewers, Courtney, and they might not know. <laughs> Who this man is? Or... Or... Female body inspector.
1: (laughs) But we know that's not true. No, we know. We know that's false. We know what's up. (laughs) I was thinking, why wouldn't you take, like, your fucking Budweiser, Anheuser-Busch, like, one you got from your 2-6? Like, I don't know. Yeah. That's a bit on the nose, Get a
0: fucking Vancouver
1: Canadians cap on there. So, he says... This is complicated. Yes, what is happening here is complicated. I want to kind of meld back, use some parallelism to what we were presented with in in Chris Carter mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. and he, what he. Please, because
0: I have uh, I think similar thoughts. Okay,
1: Skinner reveals that this is an executive branch decision where they've hired out contractors mm-hmm. to do a lot of the spooky things. Yeah. And so it kind of alludes to the executive branch of the United States government colluding with Russians. Yeah,
0: this is done in a way more interesting way. Well, exactly. Right. Like this is this is something where you're actually saying something about the situation that we're currently in that personally I had not considered. Yeah. Which then made me think. So it is in some way transformative because it's like, hey, what if? Like the executive branch went rogue and hired military contractors to become another spy agency. And what if there were 17 spy agencies and they were all fighting against each other? And the notion that
1: the FBI and the executive branch of the United States are not working together, but working basically on other ends of the fucking octagon. is currently happening, which is fucking fascinating. But the great thing is, Glenn Morgan doesn't say, this is happening. Yeah. He shows... He shows us. What is, what might happen or
0: what it might look like. In an interesting way that makes you think about how it resonates in our our own world. Yes. Good job, Glenn Morgan. Glenn, you... You did the
1: dang thing. You did. And we're into it. I guess what I'm going to say now is the people who praised Chris Carter about his transformative view of, you know, politics today. For having a... Or for even mentioning it. Gosh. Must have egg on their face. (laughs) Because this has done so much better. Yeah. Now, we're not going to say that Glenn Morgan hasn't had problematic things in the past. Oh, of course he has. I think he has had a few. Yeah. uh, We have receipts. (laughs) We have five seasons of receipts. But... This is how you do a story while touching on big political issues of yeah. today. And it's not like using, you know, flashword like not using fake no- news or cofefe, it is actually saying this is how it would be affected.
0: Well, and what I like is it's like fo- it's focusing on one specific thing, yes. right? Yep. And it's talking about specifically our intelligence agencies or I mean, I'm Canadian, but American intelligence agencies yeah. and, and how they work together and and how things could conceivably go terribly wrong because the big concept that they talk about is yeah we've hired i mean the united states history
1: they've hired fucking international contractors you know since the american war of independence yeah absolutely uh, so this is in their history and very ingrained in their in their government if you know not their constitution but in their government so what if it goes a little bit further? Yeah.
0: So instead of saying this is where we are, what Glenn Morgan is saying, like, conceivably this is where we could be based on our history. This
1: is where we could be.
0: And this is interesting. Yes. Gosh. <laughs> like, I... Allison, I have to be
1: honest with you. Yeah. When I watched this episode, this... Yeah. By myself, because uh, we watched it separately. Yes. I was writing notes and I'm like, wow, I kind of... Hey, ooh, I kind of like this. Mm-hmm. And I agree with a lot of the things that Glenn Morgan is doing and what he put on screen, I enjoyed. And then I was nervous, like, but what if I'm missing a totally big part? But it it makes me glad that you saw the same things I did. Yeah. That's good. Good job. Yay. Yay. We go now to a graveyard. Wait. Wait. What? I want to go back to New Krychek. Oh, okay. Because there is a part that I kind of like this call out. Okay. New Krychek and the Russian conspirators have the oven phone. They do have the oven phone. (laughs) And so they're trying to hack it? Yeah. But then there's a callback to fucking Jurassic Park motherfucker. Yeah. With uh, 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 you don't know the secret word. But it's an alien, yeah. It is on Mulder's phone. It's very cute. And new Crychek says, "Ah, kill switch," and it's a callback to the show, kill the 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 episode, kill switch. Yeah, which we will talk about a later on. Oh, okay. Uh now we go to the graveyard. Yeah, we're in a graveyard. <laughs> my, oh. my hey, my favorite place to be. Oh yeah, yeah, just
0: hang, just chill, just have a sesh, you know. Yeah. Um, I thought you said having sex. That's what a sesh is. It's it's oh. teen slang. I mean, who hasn't? That I just made up. You think teens do that? Almost Pro- oh, certainly. Do teens have outdoor sex? Oh, yes. Yeah? Yeah, I'm sure they
1: do. Because <laughs> I know, I remember, like, I don't know, that was the most convenient place out in the fucking woods.
0: Don't you remember my story about how I made out in a tree? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Do you remember my story about how I was making out and yeah. then on an anthill? Yeah i do remember that yeah i mean outdoor fooling around that's that's some good stuff right fun times Uh Mm uh-huh
0: so do teens still do that is all the flirting done
1: digitally
0: well it's someone sends someone a a dm someone slides into someone else's dms they're like you up Uh uh-huh and then the person's like i am up and what's more i'm in the middle of a graveyard (laughs) come get some Or it's like that one meme where it's like, hey girl, my dad's not home and I'm in a graveyard.
1: (laughs) Steamed hams, but also in a graveyard? (laughs) Is that what the kids are doing?
0: Hey boy, come over. I'm in a graveyard and everyone's asleep. (laughs) I mean dead. Okay, I just want to know if that's how teens do it. And I say yes, unequivocally. Okay, okay, okay. Everyone is out there as a teen fucking in a graveyard. (laughs) Because it's hot, you get a sexy thrill. Ew. Someone's bones are decaying beneath where your bones are certainly not. <laughs> so Mulder and are in a graveyard
1: with like seventeen teens fucking. Your bone is only growing more powerful while the bones beneath you cease to grow. Bone energies, it's around you. Yeah. Ooh, you suck up that bone energy. <laughs> the bones of our grandfathers. That's what the teens are doing. They're sucking up bone energy in a graveyard. Hey, can I, as a teacher, teenagers don't need more bone energy? <laughs> I swear to God. Please do not give them more bone energy. Okay. It's great that they sleep for 12 hours a day because, like, if they didn't, it would just be fucking boning all the time. Fucking 24-7 horny. Jesus. Okay, they're in a graveyard with 17 horny teens.
0: And they, uh, so they are trying to figure out if, uh, Garth has sent them a message from beyond the grave. Yes. Through his... Tombstone? Yeah, so they find Byers and, and uh R. L. Stein's tombstones yeah. and then they find Garth's.
1: Oh, and <laughs> Frohickey, they talk about his like his yeah. age. He so said he says he's fifty-seven. He's like, ah, oh, did Frohickey look uh fifty-seven? And Scully makes a good joke of like Frohickey looks fifty-seven when he was born. It was a sweet burn. <laughs> it was a very good
0: and burn, and we appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. So they find Garth's tombstone, and it's facing backwards. Uh-huh. And they're like, he did leave us a clue. And they look at his date, and it's the the day the 33rd president died. Yeah. And I love this, because they are just pulling our dead president they mythos are. into their mythos they and merging are. the two like a horny mm-hmm. bone teen in a cemetery. Emerging.
1: <laughs> this was a little bit too original Batman show for me. Yeah? It was a little bit like... But what if we put these numbers and yeah. like if we put three plus three is six and then there are six. We walk
0: this way and we find the thing. Cabinet members and the president. Like it's just it was. You a know what bit wacky. I liked about this though? What I really appreciated and this like toys into plays into some of my other thoughts throughout the episode. But what I really appreciated about this was the ease with which Mulder and Scully accept and then solve a puzzle. That's true. Because the previous, you know, seasons one through five, half of five that we've watched, it's like, sometimes it's like pulling teeth to get one of the two of them to accept this is a puzzle that we have to solve. But by this point, like, this is one thing that I really enjoyed about this episode is showing how well Mulder and Scully work together and how their relationship has changed. And the fact that they're just like, oh, snap, this is a puzzle. Here's what we have to do. We did it. Like, let
1: Scooby-Doo this shit. I
0: fucking loved that. I loved that showing that where their relationship has progressed to.
1: Gosh.
0: And I'll, I'm i going to talk about that a lot more throughout this. So. You know what I didn't like? What? They found
1: a QR code <laughs> yeah. on Deep Throat's fucking grave. Yeah, thing, yeah. And Mulder called it a memory medallion. Well, I think that's a real thing, though. No. I think that's a
0: thing that people it really create.
1: It can't be. Well...
0: Maybe it is. I don't know.
1: Uh, Our metal husband looked it up. QR codes were used in 1992,
0: 1994. Oh, really? Yeah. um, Toyota
1: started the QR code. Well,
0: I don't have to call bullshit then. No,
1: it's not. It was within the realm of possibility that QR codes were a thing.
0: Now, memory (laughs) medallions. (laughs) Well, you know what's cool is, like, I didn't even... I, you know, I thought about the QR code. I thought, like, hey, did those really exist? And, like, when would they have had to build the tombstone? And, well, when did Garth die? And does this make sense? And then I was like, you know what? It doesn't matter. I actually am willing to suspend my disbelief for this. What? Which is fucking nuts. Which is nuts in an
1: X-Files episode. Hey, Allison, this is an episode of the X-Files, and we should hate it. But we didn't? No. We We liked
0: this. Mmm. Weird. We liked this.
1: (laughs) So they're on the run. Mm-hmm. They found this memory medallion. Now they got to figure out a way to take the memory out of the medallion and yeah. put it on a compoots. Yep. So they will go to a fucking online cafe. Yeah. They kick out three teens who were playing League of Legends. <laughs> yeah. And uh, they decide, hey, we got to figure this out. Now, this is a scene. Yes. I enjoyed. Yeah. Because they have a brand muffin. Uh-huh. And Mulder states, I'm going to open up an X-File on this muffin. Yes. <laughs> And then Scully says, I don't care if it's been up an alien but I love it.
0: Well, okay, so this plays into what I was talking about before. Like, I love that we are seeing the evolution of the relationship between these two characters to this point, where they are having these, like, casual, jokey conversations, even in a serious situation. But it's like, they've been there, done that. They know that they're in an X-File, and they just, like, enjoy each other's company. They have this casual camaraderie that we get to enjoy now. And I feel like... Like, especially when it comes to characters who are older, as these characters now are. Yeah. We don't often get to enjoy that.
1: And we don't... And it's it's easy for them. They know what they're doing. They, like, they're on their run. They, they've lost their home. They don't have any many allies. But they're just like,
0: like, yeah, this is easy now. Like, this is what I want from an X-Files reboot. What? This. What? Is what I want from an X-Files reboot. wow Uh Because that's the thing, is like... I don't want to know the story you've already told me no. about these two people who don't quite, like, they're not quite on the same page. And I they're don't trying to, care about I that. I want to see this story about these two people. They're older now. Their relationship is a little fraught, and it has complications. But ultimately, they love each other, whether it's platonically or romantically. Yes. Um, and they deeply care about each other. And I, you know, I we've all experienced relationships like that. They're comfortable
1: with each other. Exactly.
0: They're comfortable with each other and I want to see that on the screen. I also like the idea that
1: they've been through many, many, many seasons of this hell and we see happiness. Yeah. Because, hey guys, anything that Chris Carter has written, like, doesn't show, like, especially the revival, does not show
0: happiness. But this has, like, that basic happiness of just being able to be comfortable in the presence of someone that you trust And care for and want to spend time with. Yeah. Like, it just... That part particularly made me really happy and made me really enjoy this episode. Uh, It was noted that... It should be noted that uh, Glenn Morgan
1: mentioned that the best thing he could do was just let David Duchovny and uh, Gillian
0: Anderson just be themselves with one another. And I think that's what happened. Well, and I think that's why it's so enjoyable because much like Mulder and Scully... Jillian Anderson and David Duchovny have spent a lot of time together over the years. They obviously really enjoy each other's company. Mm. So what we're seeing isn't some manufactured drama. What we're seeing is a real camaraderie between two people, and it really comes through. Yeah. So, good job? Good job. I'll tell you where I couldn't suspend my disbelief. Okay. Fucking nobody likes bran muffins. I like... No, they're trash. I like bran... A bran muffin is a trash muffin no. from the garbage. Allison you know the
1: light-hearted camar- camaraderie we've built with each other that's over now okay. I'm gonna be over here eating my grape nuts okay I'm sticking to my guns brand muffins are the worst and drinking my milk of magnesia and just fucking being old over here <laughs> and I'm gonna eat a fucking blueberry muffin what's your favorite muffin cocoa apple cocoa oh yeah the ones that yeah you make, it's yeah.
0: my um uh, my family recipe of like a uh, it's a a muffin it's got wheat germ it's got cocoa it's got applesauce they're really tender and moist <laughs> uh i don't think they have any milk in them that's good yeah because i ate a couple yeah the, but they're just uh, my favorite muffin
1: i like me a banana nut nice sir. and if they got some chocolate chips in there i'm not gonna say no <laughs> like having a cupcake for breakfast. Yeah. 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 Smear some butter on there. Mmm.
0: Space Cadets, what's your favorite muffin? What's your favorite muffin? <laughs> Mine? A- Allison is a muffin top. You don't like the muffin bottom.
1: Well, I mean, I it's like it. It's not the- as good. Hey. I- hey. I'm not going to say the bottom's not good. was <laughs> like the top. <laughs> Allison, they figure out that the, the memory medallion uh-huh. has told them there is this office. Yes. And Mulder's like, hey, I had an X-File on this office, mm-hmm. so we got to go look at the X-Files. Yes. So they go
0: to Skinner's office? Well, they meet him in a parking garage. Nice. And they have guns. They got to confront the ex boyf Mmm. They have guns drawn. Delicious. Ooh.
1: They don't think... Now, okay. Here's a weird trope that I don't really understand. Yeah. It is whether or not they can trust Walter Skinner. Yeah. Is that a... Like, where in their history have they lost trust?
0: Maybe it's something we haven't seen yet. Because I guess... Because this is something that definitely was present in season 10. Yeah. Because I... I mean, it's always
1: been like, you're not sure, you know... Skinner at the beginning has talked to and not, I don't necessarily wa- worked with, but like at least taken orders from the Smoking Man. Yeah,
0: and like him just not answering that one call of Mulder's, I don't think is enough to seed the amount of distrust in him that they seem to have now. Yeah, like they say you're working with our enemies. It's like uh, based on what we saw in My Struggle, I don't really see there has to be something we're missing because yeah, yeah
1: the My Struggle three incident boy fight that really not doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah. Because they say, hey, we don't know if we can trust you, but we kind of need you on this. We need to go look through the X-Files. And Skinner takes them to the office and says, well, since we closed down the X-Files, we've actually contracted this out to the executive branch. And these Russian contractors are now the
0: new X-Files team. Yeah. And um, they digitized all the X-Files. And I was like, damn, that's realistic. (laughs) That's cool. And they flipped through a couple. And that was really neat. (laughs) It Um, was.
1: Mulder makes a statement that says, like, oh, these are
0: ours. And
1: yeah. Skinner says, no, 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 my friend, these X-Files are everyone's.
0: That's the point. And I'm like, hey, he's got you there. He's got you there. But that's a really nice message, yeah. I think. Because that is the point. It's like Mulder's lost sight of that, which is an interesting dynamic. And I like the idea
1: that Glenn, I don't know if Glen Morgan did this as a slight, but for a long time i feel like chris carter has taken ownership of the series and the of these characters and he feel i feel like the way he controls these characters is like you know what I, like a George R. R. Martin, I can do whatever the fuck I want to these characters and you can yeah. say boo, whereas there's this, like, message
0: in Glenn Morgan's thing, like, no, it's everyone's my dude. Yeah, and well, that's like, I mean, that's where we come back to what I was talking about last episode concerning art as a whole, right? Yeah. Like, does it belong to the artist or does it belong to everyone who interprets it separately?
1: Ah, the second episode, you have quoted The X-Files as a piece of art. Interesting, Alice. Well,
0: you know what I fucking mean. Like, <laughs> yes, art, entertainment, et cetera. <laughs> yes, yes, it's yes. like... I mean, once you emotionally connect to a piece of work, once your fans emotionally connect to it, does it belong to you or does it belong in a little part to everyone who enjoys it and feels passionate about it? it like, hey, you know what? That's
1: a good concept. And I like how what we were talking about the monologues before about how monologuing in Chris Carter's My Struggle episodes takes away that kind of internalized monologue the fans can create for yeah themselves. It, like
0: it makes it difficult to connect to the characters mm, and mm-hmm. it's it's tough because obviously here i'm not talking about literal legal ramifications of who owns a creative property no. because that's different but we're talking about a more like conceptual idea of ownership yes speaking of idea of ownership they go through while well, skinner is on the
1: phone trying to figure out this whole assassination thing mm-hmm. um Mulder and scully find the gerblins files yeah
0: so there's uh um garth has hidden a secret file in frohickey's folder um under pork bank <laughs> <laughs> yeah God. um and it gives them a picture of a woman it says find her if
1: they've gotten to me yes And now Mulder and Scully has a thing. And Skinner basically says, hey, I'm working on calling off these assassins. The FBI is not in great standing with the executive branch. So it's going to be. And I like that again. Yeah, again, that's really interesting. Um, So they go to SFU. Yes, a university where this woman is a
0: professor of mathematics. Yes. So they do a thing. What do they do? I forget. They talk to her and she explains what happened to Garth, which is basically that there is this firm that will upload your brain. They'll scan your brain and they'll upload a digital version of you that will come to life once your physical version dies. It's kill switch. Yeah. And you will, you'll live in this simulation essentially. Yes. Um, and, uh, So you can just continue to exist. And first I thought she was saying assimilation. Yeah. (laughs) That was like a Borg thing, but... um, Well, it's almost like a Borg thing. It is like a Borg thing. We figured it out. But yeah, so no, they're talking about life in a simulation. And uh, she's saying that, you know, if you're in this simulation, you might be able to figure out that it's not real from how the stars are or the sun. And at this point I'm like, oh, he's in the fucking Matrix? (laughs) Are you fucking kidding me? He sees two cats same cat he's like oh what there's a lady
1: in red he goes in a phone booth and then he flies away there's a little top that's spinning (laughs) and leonardo dicaprio's there yeah well hey allison i have a question for you number one would you do this and number two what would be your like heaven your Mm. your simulated computer heaven
0: no i would not do this no are you afraid of death, though? Don't you want your brain to live on? Mm, Not that much? Not that. No, I want to physically live on. I don't (laughs) necessarily need my brain to live on. I don't know. My body is pretty garbage. Yeah, mine is too. But I like, I need my body to do the things I like. Okay, okay. But okay, what would be your simulated heaven, though? It would be just, okay, me, like, in a house where I live, where I love all my stuff, and it's all exactly where I want it, and I am just, like, just alternately playing video games and jerking it. So so it's in a world where you can afford a house. Yeah. And I never have to go anywhere or do anything. I just get to do whatever I want, which is alternately play video games and jerk it. I like it. <laughs> What's
1: yours? I don't have to work ever, but I get to create art and I get to create productions and I get to create like fun things that I want to do. And I get to be in front of people all the time. Oh God. So like the opposite. <laughs> And people love me, which is also the opposite of what's happening on Earth. (laughs) Oh, no. But then also, I get Netflix time.
0: Yeah. And I don't have to worry about, you know, a job. It's just like, whenever I get, like, a day to myself to chill out, I want that forever.
1: That's nice. Yeah. You
0: think you'd ever get bored? I guess you could change it up. I mean, there's always video video games. There's always, I could play Civ forever, come on. (laughs) And have. And have, yeah, exactly. so we get the vibe that this uh, this lady that they're talking to is uh, involved with Garth in some way. I think they banged? I think so. I think Ooh. I think he has he, yeah, and I'm like, Ooh. hey, how she's a fucking babe.
1: <laughs> I don't know, man. Maybe it's oh, like- he got that good, dick? <laughs> no. <laughs> Maybe it's the Wayne's World thing. Oh yeah, yeah. With, she she does kind of look like Tia Carrera. Maybe it's a Tia Carrera situation where it's like, why are you guys? Why are you with the fucking Mike Myers? Like, I, <laughs> and Dana Carvey? I don't get it. But then he then the Gerland then uh, Gareth Gerland goes a swing. Oh yeah. And he, she's like, yeah, like I get it. He's funny. Uh, so she dies. <laughs> really? And you know what? I gotta congratulate Scully on her gun clustering. She blows Iggy Pop out of the water. Yeah, like she does. She's a really good chess cluster. And he dies. He
0: dies? Um, but so does Garth's hot piece. So is she in the computer now? I guess I guess so. So she's okay. But she said that they both did the scan thing. She's, well, she, except that she's not because... Because... Well, later on. Okay. That's what I'm talking about. okay. They go to a bar. Now, again, this is a scene that I loved because of their easy camaraderie. Yeah, they were pretty good. Mulder says that Scully is adorbs. <laughs> And
1: everywhere, a million fans squeed with pleasure. <laughs> uh, yep. You know what I liked about this scene? Uh, the music. Because this was the original Palisades Park. Oh. Which was really good. Yeah. And the music
0: was really enjoyable. Yeah. Um, which I remember from my childhood. mm mm-hmm. They did this song. It's very good. So with the sound of uh, a million fans flooded basements. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Garth, Garth appears.
0: Yeah. Again. And he's
1: like, am I still dead? Like, this digital gerblin, his fucking heaven, is eating hot dogs and donuts all day.
0: And consensual sex without blame or judgment. <laughs> Unpack that one for me. Is that a commentary on today? I feel, fi- I'm not. Like, there were a couple commentaries on today in here. The first one was where the Russian guys were shooting in the house, and then there was a comment about body cams and someone said you know how that turns out for the ones who weren't wearing them and i'm like oh. okay glenn i don't maybe oh. stay in your lane a little bit uh, but yeah i don't this really one, know what this means and i don't like it
1: the consensual thing it just seemed like a joke jokey joke yeah which i don't like no i didn't
0: appreciate glenn it glenn morgan
1: you were so close it's
0: like yo glenn like all sex should be consensual my dude yeah dude or it's rape mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> like, so glenn morgan stay in your lane you almost had it buddy yep You almost had us. But now we hate you. Nah. He did some good work here. Okay. Digital Gerblin also says he's with great minds. Yes. And this, Allison, is when I found out Michael Crichton is dead. (laughs) 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 Okay, you didn't know that? I didn't know that. Well, yeah, he done died. I had to Google it like, oh
0: my, oh, oh my God. (laughs) It was very surprising. Yeah, well, you know. Uh, Apparently they're all in that simulation. They're all very unhappy. How about about Robin Cook? Is he still alive? Dean Koontz? Is he still alive? I'm pretty sure Koontz is kicking.
1: He's cooking forever. You can't stop that, man. You can't
0: stop He's got 45
1: golden retrievers. He's (laughs) just going to go forever.
0: Uh, So basically they're using this simulation as a think tank, and they're using all these great digital minds to invent things, like space stations and other bullshit. Yeah, so while these brains think they're in heaven eating hot dogs
1: and shit, they're really... Being farmed,
0: yes. basically. Their
1: brains are being farmed brain for farm. nutrients. Mm.
0: Thought nutrients. Mm. <laughs> now, if you were in a brain farm, what nutrients would they get from you? <laughs> Just a lot of horny shit. I was <laughs> like, real horny images. So, if Pornhub had a, a brain farm,
1: oh, they would totally take us on. Yeah. Because we have new and interesting ideas. Constantly
0: new and interesting, horny ideas. <gasps> oh, this is making me horny? I guess. How can we extrapolate this? bees Courtney really (laughs) I get hey well it's a new uh it's a new category now (laughs) I think
1: we would be a really good addition to Pornhub's think tank
0: oh absolutely hey
1: sponsor us Pornhub hey Pornhub give us a call (laughs) we got all sorts of weird stuff for you We got some real kinky things (laughs) going on in our basement oh god oh there is a very good scene Mm. they're driving on a bus
0: yes (laughs)
1: <laughs> and they're going to, because they can't drive in their car. Yeah. And they're going to the building where the computer simulation is. Uh-huh. And they're talking, but there are, like, a couple background boys throwing stuff. Yeah. And Jillian Anderson, with the greatest performance of her life, forget that Emmy performance, utters the word, are you kidding me? To these kids, <laughs> and I felt it in my teacher bones. Like, oh my gosh, yes, yeah.
0: that was a very good line. It was extremely good. So, what's the what's their plan, Allison? So they're gonna. Um, Sc- Scully is going to fake arrest Mulder and take him into the FBI outpost near the Long Lines building. Yes, uh, and then there is an underground tunnel which they are going to take into the Long Lines building. Yes, uh, and then they are going to find the servers and. Undo them. Turn them off. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. So this approaches my first laugh. Okay.
1: I have two of them in this episode. I never, Allison, after Bad Blood, I never thought I would laugh again. Oh my God, really? You've well, I mean, Sorry, sorry, sorry. In The X Files. Oh, okay. To be clear, like ever, no, in the exile. Okay, but this provided me with two two laughs too. So Scully is taking Mulder, and Mulder's pretending to be belligerent, Mm -hmm. uh, more so than usual. And there is a security boy, and the security boy is a bad. Hey, he's a bad boy. He's a bad boy.
0: He's hitting. What's he
1: gonna do when they come for you, bad boy, bad boy? (laughs) Okay.
0: I couldn't stop i know i saw it on your face he like, you was pleading please help me Allison, please end help end this me stop.
1: so he makes a comment about just towards scully just you know regular inappropriate comments that women get 24 7 i turned to my partner and put my finger into my throat making a <laughs> barfing motion and then two seconds later Mulder did the same yeah. thing and that very quick shot made me laugh very hard i really enjoyed right? that bit it was good and also
0: just more of their more of their easy camaraderie and it was
1: Mulder who very very in a very good way <laughs> distinguished that hey this is toxic masculinity this behavior is bad and it's
0: gross yeah and i like that gosh Mulder, you got me <laughs> is good. So this guy lets them into the tunnel and then as he's taking his leave, he with an awkward pause on either end looks at Scully and says, "Hun, ugh. uh, it was a weird moment." It was a very weird weird moment. So they go up the stairs. Yeah, so this is my relatable moment. Okay, go ahead. Is when Mulder they're at the elevators and and Mulder says, "Well, what do we do if the elevator doors open and they're just waiting for us?" And then he looks at the stairs and Scully says, there are 29 floors in this building, and Mulder says, "Uh huh," and the look on Scully's face I identify with because this happened to me yesterday, and it wasn't even going up the stairs. I was on the 15th floor at the Vancouver Economic Commission, and my coworker was like, "Oh, this it's gonna take forever to get an elevator." There are, ass- hey Allison, there are assassins downstairs. Let's take the stairs, and I said, I looked at her and I said, "There are 15 <laughs> floors," and she said. I know, and I said Nuh-uh. no, no. She said, "I guess we're taking the elevator, and and you hate elevators. I don't like elevators, but I like physical exertion even less. <laughs> you may have heard my long-standing uh, pact with myself that I will not walk uphill on a Sunday. No, I never heard that. Oh, I refuse to walk uphill on a Sunday. <laughs> Why a Sunday? How about a Saturday? Well, Sunday is a day of rest. <laughs> is it like a Sabbath for your legs? Yeah, I'm not walking up that hill. I'll take a bus. <laughs> I don't care not. if it's two blocks. I'm not walking. I'm not doing it. You can't make me. <laughs> My legs are Jewish. It's Sunday. <laughs> it's
1: God's day. <laughs> you should talk to the Seventh Day Advocate, because then you could get Friday off,
0: too. Oh, damn. And Saturday, probably. Any days I don't have to walk up a hill are a good day, but I just will not do it on a Sunday. It's really weird. <laughs> I am... Courtney, you may have noticed this, that you picked that day. I'm a weird person. You're a weird I'm weird. A weird. <laughs> to quote Jughead from Riverdale... I'm a weirdo. He didn't just say that. Yeah, he did.
1: You don't want me, Betty. I'm a weirdo. That's
0: exactly what
1: happened. <laughs> he took a line from Pee-wee's Big Adventure and then just switched it around a little yeah. bit. <laughs> Instead of, I'm a rebel dotty, I'm a weirdo dotty. I'm weird. In case you haven't noticed, I'm a weirdo. That's, this is our Riverdale podcast. <laughs> that's bizarre because I feel like that's how hot topic is a thing still. Yeah, like it was in the '90s, just on that aesthetic alone. Like, uh, we're wacky and weird. Yeah, absolutely. And your parents don't understand you. But is that? It must still be a thing because Hot Topic's still going. Yeah. I bought, I bought a bathing suit there not too long ago. There is still product on the walls. Oh lord! Yeah, man, it was nutso. I liked it. Okay. But you know what? I walk in there and I'm like, I kind of like this stuff. Is that bad? There's <laughs> <laughs> skulls on a lot of things. They have that's a pretty a, yeah, good, okay. they have a pretty good queer
0: section. So it's like, it's like a Kate Leith superstore. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Now I will say this about Jughead. He said that, I'd still fuck him. <laughs> but you know what? He wouldn't, he wouldn't be into it. And that's okay. Well, on Riverdale he would. Yeah, he would. Oh, really? Yeah, he's not asexual on Riverdale. He's not ace in Riverdale? No. That's lame. And everyone's very upset and they're very right to be. Okay. This is a Riverdale podcast. <laughs>
1: I have seen one episode and I shut it off because of the rape.
0: Yes, but uh
1: you know, I'm sure there's other podcasts that there are better. In talk- fact there's one on our network. Oh what? <laughs> okay. Allison yes, there are a lot of bo- boys on these stairs. Yes, they flood they flood out and Scully gets away. But Mulder does
0: not no no. So what is what happens to Mulder? Mulder gets taken into a room on the 29th floor with a very long table that's covered in lamps. Mm-hmm. It was confusing and my eyes took a while to parse what was happening. Uh, and th- there is a woman there, uh-huh. and it is the woman from uh, My Struggle 3 who was with Taft, the ghost of Taft. Now, Allison,
1: to bring in our mythology, I know who this woman is. Oh, tell me. She is the ghost of Nancy Reagan. Yes! <laughs> Yes! Yes!
0: Yes! (laughs) Yes, she
1: is! Now, uh, Space Cadets, if you don't know, this is our mythology. The Smoking Man is really the ghost of Ronald Reagan, and the dark cabal of government shadowy figures are really ghosts of former presidents. Uh I love that Nancy Reagan says, the ghost of, comma, (laughs) comma, the ghost of has says, you know what, Ronnie? Enough is enough. You have pulled some bullshit, and I've had enough. So she is starting a new dark shadowy cabal with defectors. So that's why she's working with Taft. Yeah, I love it. I'm into it. Nancy Reagan, yes. So uh, Ghost of Nancy Reagan explains to Mulder that what they're
0: doing. Yeah, and she gives him a big speech about, like, How the world is different now and it's okay for them to use these brains. And she says a lot of stuff like, you know, this is the way it used to be. It's not like, this is black and this is white. This is male and this is female. And I'm like, yes, Glenn Morgan, go off. There are more than two genders.
1: Glenn Morgan's cool with the non-binary. I got really excited. (laughs) Okay, you win a little bit extra points from us, Glenn Morgan. (laughs) And so the ghost of Nancy Reagan makes Mulder an offer. Yeah. And he's like. That he can refuse. Does he, though? I don't know. I forget. He he. And then he asked, like, can I bring Scully with me?
0: Yeah. And right? she says, I think no. <laughs> um, and then he says, okay, well, look, I'm going to need to see the computes. Meanwhile, Scully is doing a sneaky sneak
1: thing. Uh-huh. It's very good. And what ends up happening is Moeller fights with a Russian boy. Yeah, it's the it's Yakov Smirnov, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he needs some j- work. I'm not going to hold it against him. Uh, and while he's fighting, Scully, <sighs> Scully, Scully gets into the room with yes. the servers. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Scully breaks open the glass mm-hmm. and then turns off the servers. She turns them all off. Now here's uh, the thing with computes. Mm-hmm. You can turn them back on again, can't you?
0: And also, you almost, as we learn at the end of the episode, almost certainly got a backup. There's the cloud, Scully. Yeah. All these personalities are probably and on... And in the- fact, like, the um, Nancy Reagan talks about the cloud. She yeah. says, we can download your face in two minutes. Oh, yeah. Off your phone. So it's like, yeah, it's not just the servers. Like, like, there's other... Oh, my God. Also,
1: why do not you just shoot them?
0: Just shoot the computer. Just shoot.
1: Because then they can't turn them on again. Yeah. And they're damaged permanently. And you have evidence because they're not going to, like... They'll be... It'll be hard to clean up shattered computer. Light the motherfuckers up this is what we said in kill switch shoot the computers yeah
0: just i i think in, in in kill switch we even said just take a fucking crowbar and destroy everything
1: i mean there's no little snippy to stop you in this episode yeah little
0: snippy's not there loved him i love little
1: rip rip, rip little snippy rip. sorry lil snippy lil. my bad hey guys go back to our episode uh kill switch on season five you gotta listen to that one lil
0: snippy <laughs> rip
1: so she turns off the computers and Mulder finishes fighting. And this is the second time that I laugh. Tell me. They talk a little bit and Mulder makes this gag noise and he says, Oh, I think I'm going to barf. Yeah, that was really good. <laughs> uh, nope. Because I have felt that a lot. And they're old and it's realistic. <laughs> yeah, they're not spring chickens. Uh-huh. Fighting
0: is tough. Totally. Boy fights? Hard. Boy fights are extremely hard, and they also make me extremely hard. <laughs> but that's another story. Uh huh.
1: What does she say when she turns off these computers? Do you remember? Bang bang boom! A job well done. No, she gully did it. <laughs> no, nailed it. <laughs> she says bye bye, blank. And I swear. Oh,
0: it's a reference to Garth.
1: What? Who? Did she say bye bye, Ringo? Yeah because then i frantically googled oh my god is ringo dead
0: no it was i think it's a reference to garth because he looks li- or maybe no, he doesn't look like ringo is he the ringo of the gerblins maybe i assumed that it was some reference that we weren't familiar or with.
1: ringo's dead Is ringo alive <laughs> michael Crichton is not alive guys i also had to google to make sure nancy reagan wasn't alive <laughs> she is not that's why she's a
0: ghost is Ringo dead? If Nancy Reagan was alive to see the decriminalization of marijuana, <laughs> she'll be rolling in her she, grave. We would be getting a lot more op-eds from
1: Ms. Reagan. Allison, when pot is legalized in Canada, well, she's her grave is it in Canada, but when it's legalized in the United States, you want to go down and just smoke on hell Nancy Reagan's yes. grave?
0: Hell yes, hell yes, hell yes, hell yes. And listen to really bad rap music? Yeah. She hated that. Read an erotic novel? mm. Fuck you, Nancy Reagan. Don't tell me what I can and can't enjoy.
1: Okay. They go home. I have a background boy. Oh, yeah? That disturbed me. Okay. That shook me to my core, Allison. <laughs> okay. Allison. Uh-huh. This background boy was a small basketball hoop. Yes, I saw that. I a- noticed that, too. Allison, do you know where this basketball hoop was? Where? Right above a very fragile-looking lamp. <laughs> So one would equate that if you use this basketball hoop,
0: whatever you throw into the hoop will land right on that lamp. Well, here's the thing. That's how they stick it to Skinner.
1: Oh, they destroy lamps. Because Skinner fucking loves big lamps.
0: (laughs) So whenever Muller's really angry, he just takes it out on lamps? Yeah, he's like, hey, my ex-boyfriend loves lamps. Fuck lamps. And I'm mad at him. I'm gonna fuck up some lamps.
1: That makes a lot more sense to me. Yeah. Because what was in this, like, mise-en-scene
0: did not make sense to I me. I really love this scene, though. I love oh. they come in, yeah. they start picking up these folders from the house that's been trashed, they look at each other. Yeah. They fucking drop the folders on the floor. Because <laughs> they've done this enough. They Who gives a fuck? Yeah. And then they just go to the couch and they just lay back down in the same place they started the episode. And, and sleep. Because that's where they sleep. And then the ghost of Iggy Pop comes up on the cell phone, he's like, yo, bitches, I'm still here and Garth's like the backup and we're like yeah we told you I'm a street walking
1: cheetah with a heart full of napalm hell yeah bam and then that's it
0: that's the end of the episode
1: let's rate this fucker okay I rate on a spooky scale one is I'm gonna have a great nap five is I will never sleep again I give this a two because the shooting scenes Mm -hmm. were very tense they were
0: quite tense
1: I liked it though Mm -hmm. very baby driver yes very eager right what do you give this?
0: Uh I rate on a rage scale. It goes from one, which means this is a great episode, and I loved it. Perfect episode, even. And it goes all the way to my struggle three now.
1: Which is the new eleven. Yes.
0: <laughs> and I'm gonna give this a three. Whoa! I really that's amazing. I really enjoyed this. There were so many like little parts of this episode that I really enjoyed. There were some overall themes that I really enjoyed. And I just had a good time watching it. Had a good time. And you even said you had to take a nap to get through this episode. Yeah, I got home last night and I was just so tired from my whole day and my big week and just being a big old business executive uh, that i just a business boy i just be a big business boy i ate a bunch of fast food while i watched a polygon video and then i had to take an hour and a half power nap so i could make it through this whole episode you are a good business i'm boy. a very good business boy. you're very efficient i feel
1: efficient good wow a three did you ever think in our wildest dreams that we would rate one of the new episodes of the uh, X-Files a three. Absolutely
0: not. But, I, huh?
1: like I said, if I'm watching an X-Files reboot, this is the kind
0: of stuff I want to yeah, see. Yeah, this is exactly what I want to see. If Glenn Morgan had control of the entire but series, that would be fine. I still feel like I said in season 10 that what I would like to see is this, this, uh-huh. this, the episode, this. But as a full miniseries with each episode connecting to the next yeah, one. And, and really building on its themes and... Because that, I just feel like that gives us so much more of a chance to invest emotionally in a, a short season. Yeah. I think a lot of, by the tweets, it sounded like this got
1: people, fans, what they wanted in terms of, you know, confirming that Mulder and Scully are a couple and they have a house together and they are comfortable with one another and they're happy. Yeah. Which is not what was shown in season, in the, in My Struggle 3. No. I think it's time for some uh, personal X-Files there. Yeah. Alison. Uh, song.
0: Come and tell us, dude, about the spooky thing that happened to you. Because we'll never tell you that we don't believe you. Unless we get abducted, we will never leave you. We want to hear about your personal X-File. So, I am going to read the, the personal X-File that we didn't get to last week. Uh, we collected this personal X-File from our event that we did for the season 11 premiere at Stormcrow, uh, Tavern. And this comes to us from Philip Urquhart. So, uh, the location of the X-File. This is Vancouver. We're talking Vancouver here, people. Yep. Parking lot at Richards and Pender downtown. Damn, I park at that thing all the time! Is that the one we were at the other day? Yeah, it sure is! <laughs> <laughs> nice um okay so we're in april it's it's the 20th of april it's a thursday it's 2017 the weather nighttime cold dark clear starry night wet outside
1: as always yeah hey and allison wet inside too hey Nice. at
0: 2200 hours myself philip urquhart was driving downtown with my friend from work brian cuevas we were looking for a place to drink and hang out for the evening but i was driving my small black hatchback 23 hours. We were downtown Vancouver at the intersection of Richards and Pender by an in-park parking lot. That's the one we forget all the time, Allison! Nice. We were talking about where we wanted to go, or some boring conversation. I glanced to my right and saw a woman (gasps) facing away from us with pale white skin and long, strangly black hair. Like from The Ring. In a hospital gown with no shoes and holding an IV stand with an IV bag connected to her. What the fuck? The stand did not have wheels, And the woman was shaking violently. I said to Brian, do you fucking see this? As I gestured to the window brian's face went pale the light at the intersection turned green so i had to go i suggested that we should help that woman yeah brian was reluctant but agreed to take another look i took a right on seymour and a right on Hastings, and then a right on hamilton to get back on depender and that took like probably a half hour <laughs> he says it did not take more than a minute oh okay okay when we looped back to where we were the woman was gone <gasps> completely disappeared what? i drove through the neighboring alleys and found no trace of her We even parked where she was and looked where this woman was standing only to find nothing. It was peculiar that a woman, even if escaped from a general hospital, would be pretty far without wheels on her sound and in a gown not from this era. It was surreal, and Brian and I are convinced that this scary woman was a ghost that disappeared as soon as we saw her. <gasps> it was eerie and put a damper on our night. Oh, uh, I would say so. Yeah, that sounds like a ghost, my friend. The ghost of
1: Penderton Richards. I am scared because that's the parking lot I always park at, and it is the cheapest in town, and now I'm scared. And that's, like, that is quite far from St. Paul's Hospital. I was gonna say, the closest probably hospital would be St. Paul's, right? To walk with, like, an, an
0: IV stand. I mean, I think that would...
1: Probably take a lot out of you. And I would say, I want to say, in our day and age and in Vancouver, someone would probably ask that woman if she needs help. Yeah. Between St. Paul's and there.
0: Absolutely. It's a go. G- 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 <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good ghost story. That's a good ghost story. Thanks, Philip. Thank you
1: so much. Uh, we'll be emailing you. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, speaking of emails, we got a couple good emails. Yeah. Um, we got a email from Cherie, who... It was just she's starting our, she's starting listening to us. Yeah, Allison and Courtney, like you are right now. Wow, we. But the thing that caught my attention, Allison, uh-huh. is Cherie started talking about her David Duchovny collage. <laughs> Ooh. I asked her about it, and she said my collage was pretty massive, and I eventually took it down because because the boyfriend was jealous all the time. I got rid of the boyfriend, too.
0: Yeah. Noice.
1: I've included some old images I remember having my wall of double D. (laughs) Number one. Are we calling him that? (laughs) Are we saying that? Are we doing Uh double D now? But number two, uh, let's look through these images. We will post them on our (laughs) Facebook. Okay. Because the first image is David Decumney. He looks like he is... Seated in a, you know, a cabin. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's a lots of windows. But can you describe what is on his junk? It's, it's just a little teacup that's all he's got
0: on. <laughs> just a teacup, you just guys. a little teacup. Second picture.
1: He has leather
0: pants on. Leather pants. And a little greasy hair. Looks like he's from both of these images these next two images look like he's from tlc uh tlc or like zoolander oh my god yeah third
1: image is him on like a batsu ball S- sitting on a sphere wearing leather pants and no shirt uh-huh and this one looks like he just came the fourth he one sure does. just looks he just shot a just big came load. from the graveyard mm-hmm. <laughs> we will post these up thank you Sharif. thank you so much for sharing your uh, collage with us. And also
0: thank you for the lovely review that you left us. Oh, yeah.
1: There's a bunch of people who left us some reviews. Also, uh, Laura, Space At Laura, wrote us another thank you and made us feel good yeah. inside. So thank you, Laura, Space Cadet Laura. We love, we love you. you. And we love everyone who's writing us reviews. Yeah. Allison,
0: how can they do that? Just go to iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you listen to podcasts and uh, you should have the option to give us a rating or a review. We love both. And it... You know, it really helps us uh, find new listeners and, and new people that you can talk to about, about what you like about our show or what you don't like.
1: Yeah, and our rule, our golden rule, mm-hmm. is that if you jerk it while listening to this episode or any of our episodes and you complete what you your, your business, mm-hmm. you have to give us a five-star review. Doesn't
0: matter if you're at home, doesn't matter if you're in a graveyard, doesn't matter if you're in our own private heaven. It looks like
1: we had a couple people complete... This week, nice because we got some five star
0: reviews. So, hey, nice, thank you, and you're welcome. <laughs> uh, where else can they find us, Allison? Uh, you can also email us at double x podcast at gmail.com. That's double spelt out, d o u b l e. And uh, we are on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram as double x files. And you can find us on Tumblr at Fuck yeah, double x files. Yeah, man, we got lots of stuff going on on our tweets and on yeah. our tumblers so. oh, we love to chat with you guys I think uh, someone on Twitter just sent us a link to a review of the original 90s X-Files spin-off video game that I'm excited to watch
1: <laughs> oh we should talk about that that's yeah. good that's so we, good. we
0: love to hear from you guys we love all your hot tips and your opinions so. and we love your hot tips okay well until next time wait huh predictions damn it <laughs> I wanted to finish with that good joke Allison Sorry anything could happen based on a name anything could happen when you're playing the prediction game tell me courtney what's it gonna be a way to dredge up all of your childhood anxiety
1: predictions (laughs) whose turn is it to predict it's your turn okay cool
0: um so i believe i have got uh, at least a half oh, a point. Shit. Yeah, you predicted that there would be references. I, I predicted absolutely no references to My Struggle 3. I thought
1: you said there would I said there absolutely would not oh, be. Okay, then you get no points. Why? Cuz there were th- cuz there were. What were they? Uh the fact the ghost of Nancy
0: Reagan? Oh yeah, fuck. Like and they talked about oh, I forgot space. about that. Then pretend I lied and it's the other thing. No. <laughs> Okay, no points
1: for me. I think it's the, it's you're four and a half, or you're four and I'm three and a half. Yeah. Yeah,
0: sure. Yeah. (laughs) Why not? Okay, so you are predicting season 11, episode three, the title, plus one. Can you tell me who wrote it? I can try.
1: Okay. That would help me out greatly. I cannot. Okay. Well, okay. I I got an idea, though. Oh, wait, sorry. Hmm?
0: Oh, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. What? (laughs) It's written by Chris Carter. Oh, no! (laughs)
1: <laughs> this is going to be bad. It's gonna be really bad actually. Okay. Well, I'll change my prediction then. Allison. Mhm. There is doppelgangers. Okay. So the plus 1 is a doppelganger of but mm, well, we like Chris Carter likes bad things to happen to Scully. Yeah. So probably m- Mulder gets the... You think it's a Mulder doppelganger? I think it's... Well, they've already done that, but I guess it doesn't matter. Yeah. I'm just gonna say there are... I think I'll give you a half point if there's doppelgangers. There are doppelgangers. Of either Mulder or Scully. Of every Anyone. Okay. And they're trying to solve a crime. I'm gonna say that this is a Finding William episode. Okay. And they've... The dark... Russian government mm-hmm. has sent out doppelgangers to try to stop them from finding William. Okay, cool. Okay.
0: So I'll give you a half point if it's about finding William and half point if they're doppelgangers. Yes.
1: Cool. Good. A plus one, if you will. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no.
1: Okay. Are we done? Yeah. We're done this. Now on to that. You like
0: that? Yeah, it's it good, good I like Okay, yeah.
1: until next time. The <laughs> truth, truth is out there. there. I like my tip joke way better. It was good. <laughs> Don't patronize me.